Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston, how are you? Oh, just so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I was just, we were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff, and sometimes I think some of our our best stuff is 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 pre <laughs> pre recording. Well, it's oh, actually we'll not pre recording, but it's <laughs> but it's pre pre recording prep. Yeah. Yes. It's it's us talking um, before the cameras roll. Before they, yes, before they, or we're we're officially recording. Um, Willie Z. The big news, right? The big news is Willie Z gets the win. Yeah, amongst all the other stuff. Um, well, and, and I think the big headline awesome. was like he can putt, and and statistically he he can't, but. He did putt in this tournament, and that was good. I would like to see since they've made the changes, right? Yeah. Because he's he's had his changes since – when did they say they broke it down? It's basically – was it after the PGA that they basically just – like he went and putt, he went and worked on it, and then they're like, okay, we just got to – we just got to start over and yeah. they didn't really start over, but I think they're like, we can't just practice our way out of this. And some no. of it is, is and as, as much as anybody says it, right. Having belief in yourself. And we talked, talked about this a little bit before with Adam Scott, cause we were talking about statistics and like the reason these guys are so good and the reason their putting maybe looks worse than, than it is, is that they hit so many greens, right? And yeah. and they're such good iron, iron players that is going to diminish your stats because they, they, they're putting so much. Um, but we talked about it with Adam Scott. I think Adam Scott kind of got a, a little mind trip with it because he was first in strokes and gain putting this week yeah he he was. The ball, as, ball as well as we were looking at other other stats but i think he let it get to to the point where he didn't believe he thought he was a bad putter right yeah. and i think one of the things that zalatoris and who he's been working with because they mentioned it like 17 times because <laughs> once paul azinger gets fixated on something that's basically all that he'll talk about during a broadcast, but they were ba- he was basically like, yes, now he says he's the best best putter on the planet, right? And yes, there's some of that, and he's putting in the work. <laughs> um, sorry, I just looked in our notes and a little quip that you put <laughs> on the whether he's figured out his putting. Sorry, just total <laughs> squirrel moment. Squirrel <laughs> moment. I just looked at that, and you put no. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
but I mean, that's some of it, right? You've got to have belief, you know, belief or faith. Yeah. And we're taking, we're taking some, some spiritual talk here, some church yeah. talk. Faith without works is, is, is dead, right? Yeah. So basically so, you have to have the faith along with the work. And I think that's, that's been a bigger thing in his resurgence the last little bit as yeah. much as anything right is it, is the belief in himself along with the work that he's putting yeah there's a ton of chatter about his putting stroke right i mean the other even other tour pros are talking about the, the putting stroke and if you've seen it within eight feet he gets up to the ball and he almost whiffs it like every time and um more like inside five feet inside five feet inside five feet and 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 granted you know he still manages to get it done but i mean i went through every statistic on the pga tour around putting for him even during this tournament and he statistically he was not even close to the top 10 in in strokes gained putting or proximity make whatever um but you know, you don't have to be the best putter. It certainly helps, but you don't have to be the best putter to win a PGA tournament. And that's essentially what he's proved. Um, and so well, you have to be, you have to make some putts at the right time. Yes. You have to be. And right. What did we, it was the strokes gain on approach he just like blows the competition away right now. oh yeah yeah he was, it, he was had... it just in this or was it in i can't remember whether it was just this tournament or whether it's overall was his so, approach? um overall this tour on the tour this year he's number one strokes gained on approach so he's just flat out not only a great ball striker because you know he's eighth on greens and regulation but it's also proximity and how how often he gets those chances to save strokes and make them on the field and he's just the most efficient when it comes to that and um that's why his his name pops up quite most frequently and it's kind of like a morikawa thing because morikawa is in the top 10 in strokes gain approach and it's like um if Morikawa figures out how to roll the rock that week guess what he wins and i think it's the same story for zalatoris and heck you could say that about Tiger. Um, I, I remember one Arnold Palmer Invitational, I think it was 2008, and the stat was Tiger has not made one putt over 20 feet the entire week. And then he gets to 18 and he's got a 22 footer to win by one. And guess what? He cans it. And, and one, he, he yeah, cans the one. one putt, right? And yeah. it's the same. It's, well, and I mean, Dalatoris actually did it like he had like three or four butts coming down the stretch that he made right he makes yeah. the one on 18 and then i mean he makes a good putt to win right i think it was yeah it was about a 10 footer but then right and then makes a couple of other ones it was just he makes the one first on the first playoff hole so it's yeah it's an interesting it, thing. it's just it's me yeah statistically you're going to make some putts and it just happens to be like you're on the craps table and you roll the right numbers 
right? Right. And the, the odds are against you in either scenario, but it just happens to be that they lined up right then. And that's great. And that sometimes is the case for some of these guys that win. Um, sometimes it just doesn't matter because they win by five. But, um, you know, a win is a win. You have to have all the pieces. Yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be there, right? And I don't, like I said, is this putting figured out? No. <laughs> Right, not completely. Yeah, not really. But is it is it getting better where he's he's not going to he's probably not going to miss that three footer like he did. Uh, at the, uh, is it the farmer's the one that's a Tory that he just flat out like yeah it, yeah it was bad whatever it was. And that was to get into a playoff, right? This is his third playoff of the season. I mean, he's getting there, get, getting close, right? Mm -hmm. And I think on the first one, he actually got a putt made on him. And then, so, this one he made it on the other guy. So, yeah. And the other and one, JT just played amazing in the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that 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 was pretty stinking amazing from JT. But I mean, you, you had to put it all together. You had to make the putts at the right time, and and he got it done. And that's got to be a boost, a confidence boost for him. You know, um, he he still, you know, he could definitely work on his putting, and probably could have made that a three shot victory, right? So, um, but his his ball striking really was the key. And and giving him the shots and a couple of good breaks here and there, but you know I, I'm glad for the guy because now he gets that you know off his back. And well, they said it right. He won six point seven or six point eight million dollars. Yeah, without a win on tour, yeah. which is like crazy. Like eight top tens or something. So just really solid. Yeah. But um, yeah. It, good golf good for him i'm certainly happy for him but you know just pointing out the obvious and maybe being a little bit of a debbie downer um <laughs> he yeah he he won on the pga tour that's awesome is he gonna win 15 times on the pga tour i don't know i don't know if he's gonna be that guy um i could see that with jt i could see that you know obviously with some of these other guys like rory and john rom and whatnot but you know, here's oh, a guy who's done that. What is JT course. at? Is JT uh, at? He, he's like almost up to 20. I think he's around 17 or 18 or something. But it's, you know, there, there's just a caliber of play that you see from some of these guys. And some of them are closers. And maybe this will help him get there. But um, I, I, you know, for him to be a, a true like marquee player, I think um, just a little bit more work. And that's easy for me to say from the couch, but it's just kind of what I, as I'm calling it. So you, so in that, that last question, so we've already figured it, putting's not completely figured out. It's getting better. I would like to see like his last, like his improvement over the last month with putting. It would be interesting yeah. to see, but does this open up the floodgates? But I think that kind of comes down to the 
to the thing that we talked about before is 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 it's I don't think if his putting isn't adequate, then no, right? He's not, he's not going to get there. Yeah. But if he's gaining close to a stroke or two and a half strokes a tournament with his putting, right? Because what was it, 2.6 is what you said that he had for the entire tournament, mm -hmm. which was still down the down the list a little bit. But his 2.6 overall in a tournament, for him, good enough to win multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he puts that good, then he'll be in the mix, right? But sometimes it's just a putting contest. And I don't see him winning those types of tournaments, um, like the Phoenix Open or something. But I do see him obviously competing in some of the harder ones that require better ball striking. And that's that's what he brings to the table. And I, I, I cannot remember what, what they were at score-wise. Or they have score wise for this one? Oh, uh, the score this week that was 15 under. So, yeah, not the shootout like you're going to get in the desert where you're 24. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, if you're not button, you're like, there's, there's zero chance of you yeah. doing it. Um, but, yeah. So, like I said, happy for him. Hopefully, like, he can kind of – this gets him, right? Who knows? I don't know. The, the BMW, it's kind of been the same thing, though. In the past, it's been – I don't think it's been a low-scoring event, if I – to be yeah, honest. It's, it's and a then the Tour one. Championship. Tour championship can go either way. I don't know. With the, you know, maybe him getting, because he may go into it in the number one spot. So he may have a two shot lead or whatever. Some that stupid format that they do. Um, but I don't know. But in other news, right? We just, we, we talked about um, nobody. Nobody withdrew from this first event, <laughs> which is no, nope. or didn't show, or didn't play in this first event, which usually happens. Um, so we think we think something was like, hey guys, this isn't this isn't mandatory, <laughs> but it's mandatory. I think I think the super secret memo went out for everybody to play in in the the Saint Jude. Um, yeah. But along with that came with with some things which is which is funny, right? You had three guys playing in it that have rumored that are rumored to go to rumored to be going to the lift door. But the most high profile one was Cam Smith. And yeah, that was his, an interesting rumor to pop up. His uh his presser was less than convincing. That he was not going. I at the he didn't same say time, that he was. He didn't say that he wasn't. He just said, "I'm here to play golf." 
right? Yeah. And which was the same I mean, answer be, at the end of the British. So yeah. But let's be real here. These guys are not wordsmiths. In fact, I've seen Tiger like stumble over so many questions as they try to spit out what they're thinking. These guys are professional athletes. Some of them are well-spoken. A lot of them aren't. And I don't think Cam Smith's very high on that well-spoken list in comparison to other tour players. Like you try and just say something, what you mean, and something comes out and it doesn't sound convincing. Like that I would say all signs point towards yes. And it's not because of what he said in the presser. He's Australian grew up probably idolizing Greg Norman has a great relationship with Greg and a couple of other people that are Australians are heading over as well. And it looks great from a money standpoint, like those signs right there tell me he's taking a hike and it had nothing to do with whether he could answer the question the best way on a presser. So that's, that's where I'm putting I mean, I think he's fine. I just, it's just like, it's such a hard question whether you're going or not, right? And he could just be like, hey, they've offered and But he can't, right? Even if he said, hey, they've offered me, I have not made a decision one way or the other. But he can't say that because he did freaking, they'd probably suspend him for it. They'd probably suspend him for yeah. just talking to the live tour. Which is, right, like like said, there's a lot of stuff that's that's going on right now. <laughs> Right, you had three golfers that that tried to to get a tempor- temporary restraining order. Which, like, looking at it and what they were trying to say is like irreparable harm. I'm like, come on, guys, you can't say that right now. You would have had to make a different argument to try to get that restraining order, and it, so it was denied. Um, but yeah, so Cam Smith does that. Now he's withdrawn from the BMW, which doesn't look great. <laughs> on, on top of of everything, it's his his camp said it was hip tightness. But he didn't play great on Sunday um, after his two stroke penalty, which I, I'm I don't know. It was the right call. It was a penalty because it was on the line of a of a hazard when he dropped it. So he did play it from the wrong spot. So it was technically the right play or the right call. But I think it's it's when stuff like this happens, when there's when there's an official around, because they have an official with every group, right? And the fact that it wasn't addressed the day of, right? I think you've got to just be like, hey, we missed this one. There's people there, right? We've talked to him. You know, he understands the rules clearly now. There's nothing we can do. The day it's right, it was. Yeah. Having, it, having, having an inch away wasn't going to affect that shot. So, yeah. I just, I think in this day and age, they. We got to. We just got to make sure that we, we penalize them. It doesn't look good on their part either, with them going to the live. So, and they're they're like, whoa, whoa, we need to look at this. Wait a second, we need to look at this, <laughs> like specifically. Yeah, 
But I've said this about a couple of other things too, right? There was one where I think, I can't remember who it was that got penalized in the Masters for like, they like, oh, somebody thought they saw this. So then they replayed it and it like knocked over a grain of sand or something. Yeah, that was lame. Lame. Um, But yeah, he withdraws from that. But I guess he was heckled at the FedEx St. Jude. But you're going to get that because there's idiots everywhere. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get it from all sides. So it doesn't, I don't think that was, I really don't think that was a contributing factor because I don't think Cam gives two rips about no. what anybody thinks of him. And I actually think it might be hip tightness. He's like, hey, I'd rather be healthy for the, the tour championship. Yeah. But it, uh, it's not a good look from the outside looking in, right? No. No, and that's problem is, is his ties, like I said before, but it's what it is. I mean, they'll make their decisions and nothing's official until it's official. And yeah. we'll see. I think the big one, goes. like obviously Cam's the biggest name that would be gone. But if they, like Leishman's a solid player. He's not like an overall one, but it's still a pretty decent, right? He's, because he's still in, right? What is he? He like finished. He made the cut, but he finished like the last on the list um, with it. But is he? I think he's still set to go. Right? I think he's still. Let's see yeah. where is he on the FedEx Cup standings. Let's see if we can find. Uh, he'd have to actually play. Where is he at? Oh, he didn't. Oh, yeah, he is. He's 68. So he'd have to play good. All right, he'd have to play good. How about, I will say this. He got a little exciting. Because <laughs> it ended up close. Not quite as close as they thought it was going to be when it all came down to the, the point there was like point one of a point between Wyndham Clark and, and 70 and the next guy out or the last guy out mm-hmm. but so Leishman didn't have to play good this week to sneak into the tour championship but right he still walked up his tour card pretty easily um I don't know where he's at on the, I guess he's top 50 in the world-ish. Because I think he plays in the World Golf Championships, if I'm not not mistaken. So he's a good one. But the one that kind of surprised me was that if if the rumors are true that Cam Young's going. Because that one would be one that was would be kind of out of left field because he's not. He's not a Euro, right? We've said that there's there's a chance that a lot of Euros go. But uh, it's, Cameo would be a crazy one. Yeah. It, and the, the Live is such an interesting product. And this, this is kind of what I was leading into. Like, to think that this is a new tour that competes with the PGA Tour, I think is a complete misconception. Like, Greg scheduled the tournaments at a time when it didn't matter on the PGA tour. They were just secondary events at best. 
And it was an opportunity for marquee players to go out and try something new and different. And and had they done that, I, I think the Live Tour would have taken a completely different direction. I think they would have stayed like a an eight event thing in the year and continue to offer. And it could have been like, hey, this we're paying these guys because we want to have the best players mm-hmm. playing, but it's more an exhibition entertainment. Yeah, yeah. League, right? absolutely. But now that the PGA Tour is taking such a hard stance on it, they're they're making it out like they're a competitor. These are not the same products. A three day shotgun event with a team event and a minor stroke play like. That is not the same as a PGA Tour stroke play event. So now that they've alienated them, like Greg's like, well, why don't we just figure something out? Why don't we just add more tournaments next year? Why don't we do that? Well, guess what? Now you've created a competing tour. Like I honestly think that's what's happened. And yeah, well, we talked about it. like the first time we heard Monahan talk, right? When he like came out just with such a hard line stance. I think Norman in his head, even though he's right, he's like, I'm still open to talking. And he still is. But I think as soon as Monahan came out with that, Greg Norman's like, game on. Oh yeah. Go. You, you. <laughs> and that's it, just it kind of meant if 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 Monahan would have said, Hey, we're we still have the best tour right with Mm -hmm. the best players right this we'll see you know we'll let these guys if they you know to they still have to maintain their their status on the tour which means Mm -hmm. they have to play in 15 events yeah that year and you know meet their requirements for membership on the tour so if they want to play eight extra events, so be it, right? But they yeah. still have to play this, and they'd have to. And my guess is, if he would have said that, they would have figured out a way for them to still, because they have the thing where every five years they have to play. They have to have played each tournament at least once, right? Because mm-hmm. they're trying to get the the lower tournaments to appease the sponsors right you can't have a tournament be like never get any of the top, top yeah. players because then you're just going to kill that tournament yep it's just it, the pga tour really turned into a circus in that regard oh you got to play the pro-ams you got to do this a lot of things that golfers tour golfers don't like to do are like required activities on the pga tour some of them are cool with it but i think most of them are like yeah I could really skip the pro-amps and, and Tiger for one, like that's why he pretty much never played in the Pebble beach pro-am. He just didn't like it. And, and that's just an absolute total pro-am tournament. Right. And so there's all those aspects to it. And I mean, the PJ tour, they never said no to anybody for like 40 years like yeah you want to go play in that euro tour event go for it you want to go play in the saudi tournament beginning of the year you want to go play in three tournaments over in the middle east 
Um, I mean, that's something Tiger did like consistently every year because he got a million dollar appearance fee. And and they never blinked an eye. Blows me away that they're getting paid this, right? And they're getting releases to go play this. And I guess the thing is, is it's not necessarily, you know, you're not, you're not contracted, but you're telling me they didn't, there wasn't some contract involved in them getting that appearance fee. Um, totally. parents fees work. Yeah, guys, just just so you're just so you're aware. Um, and, and honestly, like if you're a PGA Tour player and you're seeing what's happening, like you, you had to make the same request to play in a state open, like a measly Nevada Open or a Utah Open. You had to make the same request to the PGA Tour to do that as you would in a Saudi event um, Mm -hmm. or in a a Canadian event or in the UK, the Scottish open, you know, all these tournaments that you see these players hop into and play as, and it's the same for the live events and whatnot. And so for them to say, okay, to all of those and not to that, clearly there was malice in the whole proceedings. And, 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 and this is what I've heard is that, um Monahan's future is a little uncertain with the PGA Tour. And well, they do have a players only meeting and that was one thing that they were saying and I, they made a big deal that Tiger was showing up for and I'm like it's a players only meeting right they're going to talk about this it should have been done before right mm-hmm. should have been done before like hey where do where's our where's our stance on this what's bad about it right cuz if it's a players only only meeting mm-hmm. right so are they not letting cam smith and mark leishman go to this players only meeting because there's rumors of them going hmm. they're not going to let cam young go because there's rumors of him going um i don't know it's yeah yeah it, 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 needless to say i'm no i'm no you know expert at corporate dealings I've never been a CEO or executive at a company, but I can just tell you right now that Monahan dealt with this entirely wrong. He just flat out and, did yeah. it wrong. And and whether yeah, and whether the mouthpieces of the PGA Tour are backing it, <laughs> yeah, right. And I I can almost like and, and I will give them this right. On NBC, they were pretty just like, hey, you've got this. It's a like they didn't they didn't bash it. I can't watch the golf channel. When they start talking about it, it like makes my blood boil. I'm like, it is so biased, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't know. I was and even my like I was I had it on the background when they were doing the thing about the the temporary restraining order and how it came down on the the side of the PGA tour. But how many times they say dangerous and like, like just use these big buzzwords to describe like monumental and and dangerous. And (laughs) yeah, I'm like, Oh my gosh, guys, like you're, you're, you're doing it all wrong and the reason it's dangerous is because you guys are putting it out there th- this way and i mean 
we've talked, pretty sure we've talked about it before. Um, and we talked about it earlier, but for one, the PJ Tour and the WGC totally stole Greg Norman's idea. Like, oh, yeah. Totally told, told him that that's not going to work. A worldwide event. Come on, you're crazy. And then, oh, wait, <laughs> we've got this worldwide event. Four of them. <laughs> We're going to yeah. have the world golf championships. You know, with the top players in the world. Oh, wait. I've heard that somewhere before. Oh, and then, oh, wait. The PGA Tour has a has a pattern of ripping off Greg Norman and his idea. <laughs> it really a, tournament, a tournament series that's the top 60 in the world. <laughs> Crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, Greg's a smart guy. And, in it's fact, people, guy. whether you like him or not, Everybody can agree that he's a great businessman. Right. I mean, multi, many, many multi-million dollar companies. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the the guy. You you should probably listen to the guy if he's gonna do something. So. Yeah. It's nuts, and you know they're saying, "Oh, it's, how's this growing the game?" I'm like, "Well, what did we say? Oh, the Asian tour, right?" that's how they're going to get the thing oh that also then that brings that elevates the asian tour mm-hmm. and then what what else happened oh wait they they infused a whole bunch of money into the pga tour oh and they signed an agreement with the dp world tour to to co-sanction for for 13 years oh and they added they revamped and added qualifying spots from from qualifying school and they added thir- five more players to get cards from the Corn Ferry Tour. And they added players from the DP World Tour that are now yeah. being played on the KB- PJ Tour, right? And it gets rid of the riffraff. How is that oh. not better for the game? When you have a better product, even if you have some guys that you, right, that are not necessarily going to be playing on the PGA Tour, but it has added players that probably should have been playing over other players, right? The yeah. top, the bottom 25, maybe the bottom 50 should be swapped out on a regular basis with people who are playing better. So as much as they yeah. don't want to admit it, it's been good for the game. It's been good for the person, at least, right? It, people are talking about it. So, you know, golf's relevant on a world stage now. So, but yeah, yeah. But, well, it's it it really has grown the game, and whether you like it or not, it's put golf in the headlights of news. It's expanded tournaments in new places and new courses. It's it's touching a different type of demographic that wants to watch golf. It's helping other tours grow bigger, and and whether you like it or not, they have also included a fundraising or charity aspect to the live golf tournaments, just as probably a box to check. Um, but the, they're still doing it, and that's um, again yeah. more exposure, more everything. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's 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 not bad, and. 
I think what may hurt the game is, well, at least the PGA Tour, is the antitrust lawsuit. Because on the Golf Channel, they're like, yeah, now the players are going to be exposed. Those contracts will have to come to light and exactly what they are. I'm like, yes. But with this antitrust lawsuit, the PGA Tour can no longer hide behind their nonprofit status to kind of hide everything. Right? Their books are going to be open just the same. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's what I'm like, hey, guys, on the you know, Golf Channel, guys, you realize that yeah, you're gonna see what the contracts are like for the for the live players, whatever. If this goes forward, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a long, it's not gonna be a short process. It's it might not even see a court date for a couple of years, and by that point, it you know, from what they say, live tour is not even gonna be around, so they should shouldn't worry, right? But if it goes to that point, but if it goes to that point. The PGA Tour also has to open up its books um, and show where the money was going and showing whether this is done for, and showing why they did what they did with players and why they didn't put this money back in when they're supposed to be a nonprofit. Um, so, like I said, they're not the only ones that are going to be exposed and naked to the world. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it'll get interesting. Hopefully, and my whole point is this like, can't we all just get along mm-hmm. whether you whether you like the product or not we can find out how to make this all work together because i hate seeing a pga tour event with not the highest caliber of players there not having a dj a brooks a, love him or hate him patrick reed or Shambo, possibly now cam smith cam young yeah like you know, these are all Ruben, great golfers hideki you're right there's, yeah, some, these... there's some names that I think I think that list is going to get longer than Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Cam Young, and Hideki after the, but, <laughs> after the, yeah. the playoffs are over. I, I agree. And and I think that um, they, they can make it all work. And I want to see all the best players play again. That's why I love the majors so much. The majors do it right. They get all the best players together. They make the best field. The best golfer wins. Um, so yeah, that that's where I hope things end up, but it it's gonna looks like it's gonna take a while. <laughs> we will have to see. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see because was it their players meeting only meeting was today, right? So they may yeah. not, they may, may not, you know. It's gonna leak something within the next couple of days of what was discussed in this meeting. Um, yeah, and it may be that Jay Monahan's out because he's he's acted like a a tool and and really backed the the tour into a tough tough spot with this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Other than that, right? Funny thing is, as you talk about the. The, the Utah Open. It is Utah Open week. Yeah. Which I, which I will be competing and hopefully I will have the best caddy the Utah Open will have on the bag. <laughs> I hope so too. It's depending. It would be fun. <laughs> I know. I would love it. And I think I can make at least Friday work. 
but I'm still working on it. So yeah, to be determined. To, to be determined. Um, that was an, an interesting one that you just threw up there. I didn't realize, like I said, I try not to watch. I've been down here that you don't open up late enough. Pro-Am yesterday, I'm playing at a Pro-Am tomorrow, and then I'm also, I've got a, a golf brand, bag brand, Sunday Golf, mm-hmm. um, that I rep, that I've got uh, down here, because they do, the Utah Open does se- seven Pro-Ams that the, the Utah section runs, um, and they do a merchandise tank, because everybody gets bucks for the tent so i got some product there so i am down here in provo wonderful provo utah not really (laughs) i am i am not i could never live in provo let's just say that (laughs) (laughs) but it, it is it is pretty down here and the course we're playing on is, is a good course, but I'm down here in lovely Provo all week. Um, taking off early Friday and then afternoon Saturday to get into to Sunday. Um, but yeah, being down here, I have not been able to watch anything, but just threw up there and doing your good research for the show that Patrick Reed sues Brandel Chambly. Yeah, you know, Randall Chambly saying stupid things. Right. I mean, the golf world's hilarious because they're like, uh, the two most hated people in golf are suing each other. Who cares? (laughs) And that's uh, amazing. I'm like, come on. You've done enough to yourself. Yeah, I I respect each player for their their separate aspects. Like, yeah. Chambly, he was a PGA Tour player. He won once, way more than I'll ever amount to in the golf world in my entire life. Um, but the reality is, is like most people, he gets very passionate about things, and he he kind of turns because of his passion. He 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 just twists things a little bit the wrong way sometimes, and it and it offends people. Yeah, who cares? He's never really bothered me. But at the same time, Patrick Reed's never really bothered me either because I look at him and I'm like, dude, the dude can play golf, can win the Masters, and he can win other tournaments. Love him, hate him. Maybe he's stretching the rules in his favor or maybe he's breaking them. I don't know, but he's still signing a scorecard at the end of the day and the strokes count, and there were no controversies in the ones he won. So, you know what I mean? Like... It's just, I think that more than anything, right? He's some of it is is that if someone else did it, but he's earned his reputation through prior actions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So he's gonna get a little bit more of that. And yeah. Same thing, Brad O'Shambly, but it's funny thing is, is he may actually say glowing things because like how how many times is he like bash Tiger? Like just said stupid stuff about Tiger. But then they'll turn around and and like massage Tiger, and it's 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 a weird thing with with Brandon. You're right; he gets he gets passionate about something, and he'll go and it's all right, it's all in. And I think this one stems from the whole bias of 
right? It's, it's been this whole live against PJ Tour thing, and yeah, they're so on the side of the PGA Tour right now that they can't help it. So I don't know. Yeah, that's what it is. We'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. I I don't think you can defame anybody. You, I think, for the most part, Patrick's done enough. <laughs> exactly harm himself so that's that's when you put it up there it's like oh it's worth a mention but (laughs) in the whole scheme of things it doesn't yeah nothing it does matter it does matter speaking of again provo beautiful provo i will say this the cougars the BYU cougars are dominating the landscape of utah golf right now (laughs) oh yeah USAM is being conducted in New York, right? There it's, uh, uh, I can't remember. I've just been. They're in New Jersey. New in Jersey. Par- Paramus, New Jersey. And they're playing two courses, the Ridgewood That's Country right. Club and the Arcola Country Club. Is, and is uh, where they doing the, is Ridgewood where they're doing the, the match play? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ridgewood will be the finishing site. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I think there's another cougar that got in. I don't, but the only three that I remembered off the top of my head were Carson Lundell, David Timmons, and Elijah Turner. I think they're what well, um, because Preston was playing. Preston's in it, he's from ASU. He's from ASU, but I think there was another former. Because it was former, could, yeah, could be in there. I'm trying to remember, and I'm just getting this off social media posts. But in the the Utah qualifier, it was Len, Carson Lundale, David Simmons, and Elijah Turner, mm-hmm. and then the like the second alternate was also a Coug. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, and then I think the first alternate may have been a Coug. I don't know. It was. It was a good day for the Cougs, let's just say. Yeah. At the USAM qualifier here in, in Utah. Um, but, the, but the USAM but is, made it. Yeah. Two of them made it the match play. Yeah, that's Carson a big. Has been playing really good. And David Timmons, who has been just on fire as of, as of late as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's really come together. I mean, we're talking the top 64 players that are not pros in the world essentially but that's what the usam equates to and it's you know obviously it was a major to bobby jones and some people say the usam's a major to um you know to tiger woods and jack and how they've accumulated those wins but i mean to to make the cut that to me it's like getting to the final four in, in the ncaa championship like that is massive so um, but then to perform pretty well, I, uh, David Timmons was T21 and Carson Lindell's T14. So, um, man, that is some great stinking golf, especially with what I saw on social media. There was one guy who dropped a ball on one edge of the green and it rolled 50 yards down into the fairway. Those are uh, classic. Yeah, the course was. I take those with the grain of salt because it's like, oh, let's drop this on the steepest portions of you yeah. in this one exact spot it's going to roll through but yes there's that the, the rough deep right 
Um, oh yeah. And then, you know, the third player, Elijah Turner didn't make it, but in, I mean, if you look at it, Elijah has been kind of down as far as the squad goes, right? He's kind of been down in the, in the rankings so for him to, to get in. And I don't think he missed it by much. Right. So he was, a, he was plus 13. And plus five was the cut, right? Plus five was the cut, but so, I mean, was, there, yeah. there are guys shooting plus 30, plus 37, <laughs> plus 27. So it's a good showing, right? Great experience for Elijah. And I know that he performed pretty well up in a Canadian amateur event a couple yep. weeks ago. So things are looking up for the Cougs. All right. Oh, yeah. That's good. But let's get into what everybody listens to this show for. Well, besides <laughs> there. But the what's in the bag. Willie Z, like I said, I thought this would happen much, much sooner than this. Uh, with how he kind of came out of the gates last year and was playing as a non-PGA Tour member um, for the longest time. Yeah. But. Yeah, this true. is. I mean, he Will's out Torres. He's a Titleist guy through and through. So this ain't going to change much on the golf junkie list of amazing bags. But he's he's rocking some new stuff. So tour validation comes out for the Titleist TSR three. So he's got that bad boy set up. He's playing the Fujikura Speeder TR. So yes. Um, Pretty cool to see that. Now the Ventus will not uh, miss the bag here. Um, the three wood a Titleist TSR two um, has a Ventus TR blue in it. So yeah, I think this is like this is like the third win, yeah, third or fourth win for the TSR. Yeah, right, and, last week, um, Tom, Tom Kim, right, one with it. Yeah, it's. I mean, we see this. We've seen it all last year. We've seen it the year before. Players will pretty much always have a, a three series in the bag for the driver and a two series for the fairway wood, like without fail. I don't know if there's a PGA Tour player playing a three series in the fairway. <laughs> I think we take that back, though, because I think last week... No, I think it was a two. Pretty sure. Pulling it back. He had a TSR three driver. Oh, he did have a three fairway. Uh, I'm eating my own, eating my own <laughs> words. But it's pretty rare, to be honest. And I'm, I'm still going to stand by that. Like that might have been the first yeah, TSR. 90, 99 percent, like 95% yeah. of the time, that is going to be the case. And I was yeah. actually surprised, and I didn't say anything, but I was like, I was actually surprised that yes, the three series was in yeah. there. So, so yeah, but the TSR2 does look fantastic at setup, and um, it is a tour favorite for sure. But uh, we drop straight into the irons. Um, he's got a Titleist T200 three iron, and then the Titleist T100 four through pitching wedge. Um, my opinion, best looking uh, performance cavity back on the market. Just hands down. I list has had a 
really good year. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah, they good have. Year. Um, and then in the shafts, he's playing the Nippon Pro Modus three, as well as some True Temper Dynamic Gold Tour Issue X one hundreds in the fourth pitching wedge. Um, then we jump into the wedges, and uh, guess what? Something's back. T baby. <laughs> The tea grind. Uh, it took a it took a little vacation last week after two wins in a row, and and now she's back. Um, so the tea grind is in the sixty, and uh, just a, a a favorite on tour for sure. But he was playing the SM nine fifty and fifty four, then to fifty five. Yeah. So very standard setup when you got an f grind in an in an iron type of um wedge one that's really just meant for straightaway shots really wide bouncy sole um and that's then you've got and, yeah and you can go eight or twelve and and yeah. just kind of his player preference on those because the f grind is the only grind that you can have in anything under a 54 degree so yeah and you need to get that and there's some things you can do to like modify it right yeah some it, different grinds. and you're honestly i think you'll see most people with an eight degree bounce f grind and the reason they don't go more is because um and we saw this on victor hovland's bag when they shave down the bounce when you shave the bounce down it just gives it a little bit more spin and right. uh for a 50 degree club um, these tour players who do hit the ball plenty far, 50 degrees in that 130 range, even maybe a little bit more if you're extra long, but you need a lot of spin to hold those greens uh, when you're a buck 30 out on the tour. So um, that helps. The S grind, very traditional sandwich type of grind for a guy that really relies on his 60 degree to do all the versatile green side shots. So, um, yeah, 60T prevails. Again. Um, again. <laughs> and then the putter rounded out as a Scotty Cameron Phantom X T11 prototype. And yes. that is a uh, mid-length type of putter for an arm lock type of stroke. And, um, hey, it worked this week. It worked as good it as it needed to. Yes, it was. It was as good as it had to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it was as good uh, as it had to be, which is, which is like I said, it's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. As good yeah. as it has so, to be. That's yeah. awesome. So, I don't think no, no new, nothing news come out in clubs. Uh, the no, only right? thing, only thing I saw pop up was Mira put their classic logo stamped on their their irons they re-released yeah and everybody loves a little flavor of of um the old look and it, it looked pretty nice so yeah i don't think anything has come up that i've seen that is really like um besides that because our week did we talk about the black we talked about the black last week right uh Scotty. the jet set yeah we, jet we talked set. about the jet set those were pretty slick uh oh no we talked about it but we didn't see it until after the pod so i guess we should mention it so scotty released um five putters and they're called the jet set they're all in black and 
They are a Newport 2 with a mini sight line on the top line and a Newport with a mini sight line. And then he did these fatty a Newport Plus and a fatty Newport 2 Plus. And then I think he did a left-handed Newport 2 in, in all black. And it's cool. You get a black putter with black gloss paint. It, it, it has a nice little contrast to it. Keeps the putter clean and dark. And um, yeah, I mean, Scotty knows what he's doing. Marketing master takes the same thing and just wraps a different bow on it. People want it. And that's, that's the key, right? Right? They so, definitely want it. Uh, but this is the first time that I can remember. I usually I know this stuff pretty sharp, but um, this is spot on on this. And it, I it, I thought he had done it before. The the mini sideline is I think what you're talking about because we talked about this yep. last last week. But I thought he had done it on a couple of older ones, but I could totally be off base you're the, I, you're I the master of it, so i don't think he has your expertise <laughs> yeah and and the reason why i feel like this because i mean me making my own putters i felt like I, sh I wanted to offer that as a differentiator so i just haven't seen that at all um and, you, and especially on the blade newport 2 i mean without fail the newport 2 has had a line on it ever since 1996 the first time it came out they've never ever ever released a new port to blade that had that didn't have a flange line on it and this would be the first time i think ever as a retail offering granted it's limited but it just has a mini sight line on to, on the top line so it gives it a really clean look and if you wanted that sleek, dark black putter with a clean look, this is like the way to go. So, sure. there it is. There was new stuff. There oh. was. And, th and then the tailor made high toe snuck out. Oh, that's right. We did do a new high toe. Man, there was stuff that I think we, I think we probably discussed it, but we just. <laughs> Hadn't brought like, it to yeah. the pod, but I don't. Yeah, they changed a few things. What it, I mean, they changed a little bit of where the weighting goes. Is that what they did with it? They added some. They added extra grooves, I believe, too. I, yeah. Like I was. What was I? I was either watching or reading something on it, and I think they add, they did add some extra grooves in the the pattern on the high tail. So there was couple of new things man look at mm -hmm. us just blah blah it's coming there <laughs> and yeah. it'll, it'll all work out in the mix sometimes it's at midnight forget things yeah there you go no i think so. the high toe be a good one if they can improve on it like i said if they did add it so they can can get a little bit more spin that would, would be not a bad thing. like i said i played it last year it's great i've switched to the sm9s but we talked about it on this wet softer conditions at riverside country club i'm actually gonna because it has the, the shaft that i want in there yeah um, but i'm my 
my 58 is going to probably be going back to my uh, Callaway PM grind just because yeah. the drift conditions um, kind of dictate it. So yeah. we'll see. I think, I think, I think that's kind of all we got. But hopefully, we have a lot to talk about this next week. Um, <laughs> we should be. Yeah. We'll have it. We'll we'll talk about it either way. If my performance needs open, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, if the driver can treat me well, um, then I should be fine. And <laughs> get me in the fairway, and I'm actually pretty solid from from that spot. Uh, driver has been really, really hurting me lately, so it just needs to act right. And, We'll be fine. We'll have a three-day tournament and bring you home a check. There we go. (laughs) Do it. That'd be awesome. But yeah. But until that, um, so that I can go to bed and get some rest and get some practice in a little bit tomorrow and rest up a little bit for my pro-am pro-am practice round. That's how you get practice rounds in for the Utah Open because you're playing a a couple of pro-ams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. So that is it. Everybody, thanks for listening. And until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And until next time, Have a great week.